Welcome, everyone, to the Sound Logic Podcast. If you've been following along, we've made it through another uh, clump of 10 albums. We're, we just finished reviewing number 40, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. And um, we now get to do one of our favorite parts, which is spend a few minutes to re rank these 10 albums and tell you how we uh, feel about them. And then a little later on in this episode, we'll see if any of these 10 albums cracked our ongoing list of the greatest albums that we have gleaned from the uh, Rolling Stone 500 list so far. So far. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And so this this should be fun. Uh, uh, it's like revisiting an old tradition every time we get to do this. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, like a, it's like a grounding, centering sort of time. That's right. <laughs> Re- well, we re- did, reset. <laughs> we did it six times with the 2012 list, and now this is four. So this is, I guess, our 10th time uh, doing this. So, right. Yeah. And, and we're doing them a twice milestone. as twice as fast now that's right that's <laughs> doing right. them to a week so um i i want to make a comment before we start i think this is the most challenging a re-rank for me personally because hmm. usually there's like a few albums i really really like and a few albums i really really don't care for and then a few in the middle this time was like maybe one or two that i really like and one or two that i don't care for and the rest were like very similar in terms of yeah. my enjoyment of them. Did you feel the same way? I felt the exact same way. And I was huh. curious if our rankings were going to line up because of that, or if they were just going to be completely random and different. Right. Um, so I'm curious to see how those, yeah. those things fit together. Yeah, I, 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 I've really had a hard time. It was a strong list. Even the albums I didn't really love from this group of 10, I see why they're on this list. There was yeah. not a single one here where I thought like, this is really a dud. And yeah. Probably should be yeah, way yeah. down list and so yeah i think that does make it a bit more challenging to figure out which of these things deserves to be one higher and i feel like if you give me another week with all these albums i probably change it all again okay let's some shut her down s- then and uh we'll come back in a week <laughs> we'll come back in a week <laughs> <laughs> well we better just start then or we'll just keep spiraling uh okay so uh the in the ten spot album number forty was uh, David Bowie's "The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars." Yeah, um, and this is going to be maybe the only time on this list that you and I agree yeah, <laughs> on the album. Skim, I think that's true. You're right. Yeah. So, so what did uh, you tell us? What album is here? This is this is where we put the Chronic. Um, right. I think this is one that both of us struggled with not just uh, being outside of our genre comfort zone, but that aggressive gangster rap style mm-hmm. um, you know, makes it hard. We spent a lot of that episode talking about why is this art and what makes it good and how do we critique it and should we critique it? And it was something really good to wrestle with, but clearly not one that you or I thought should be rising to the top of this list. At least yeah. not in our personal preference level. Right. That was a question I thought of when you have art, any any art, but music and any music that has uh, 
violent or sexist tones yep. in it. You know, what do, yep. what do you do with that? How do we allow artists to express themselves and maybe even be uh, offensive at times, right? But still allow that creative expression because some of those things can be very powerful and can really help change our viewpoint, help change society. Uh, but other times it also seems very problematic. So uh, that was, that's been a good one for me to chew on and think about. I certainly was not ready to be judge and jury on, <laughs> on that, but it was sure. interesting. Very interesting. Um, again, yeah, I'm looking back at some of our re-ranks and I'm seeing the hip hop uh, low on the list each time. <laughs> well, except for to pimp a butterfly. That, that one, that one. We're I 2012 really voters. Me. We're not 2020 voters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, but I agree with what you said before we started it. It's not that I thought it wasn't good or that right. I even didn't. I mean, I guess there's part of it. So I, parts of it. I didn't like, but it just, just again, very challenging, not something that I want to be listening to on a regular basis. Hard to relate to a lot of it too. Um, yep. So, yep. That's. That's pretty. I, and and I hate I hate I would hate for people just tuning in to a re-rank and think these guys are just hating on rap all the time. I mean, that's certainly not what I want to do. Uh, but it's like anything else. If you're very unfamiliar with it, it could just be hard to warm up to it. I, I it's the same yep. way for something like Velvet Underground. You know, yep. not that I hate that type of music. It's just hard to connect. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, moving along, number thirty-nine. Uh, Rolling Stone had uh, Remain in Light by the Talking Heads. Uh, I, I'll go first. This is, I uh, I kept it there. Um, okay. I struggled with this, and this is one of the more recent ones we did, not to just a couple episodes ago. I'm still chewing on this one. Um, I could see maybe this, in another, like I said, in another week or two, listen to this a little more, might move up a bit more. I just... Again, I don't think it's the kind of music I'll return to uh, quickly. I, I've always felt that the Talking Heads were just a little weird for me. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of things about it I really appreciated, and I think it would probably grow on me a bit more over time. But um, yeah, just not one I want to revisit right away. What, what yep. about you? What do you have here? This is where I tucked uh, our friend Bob, Blonde on Blonde, uh, mm. Dylan's uh, iconic album goes here for me. Um this is really a toss-up with the Chronic. I don't. I think I'm fairly unlikely to put either of these albums on anytime soon. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to say about it. It's just not an album that I uh, resonate with. Well, that's okay. We can we can springboard off that because uh, the next album, Rolling Stone, had number eight, thirty-eight spot was uh, Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde. Yeah, uh, I I put blonde on blonde here. Um, there's a bit of a I got a bit of a soft spot for blonde on blonde because we've listened to what four Dylan albums now on our yeah. review, and uh-huh. this was the first one that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> so and there's still aspects of it that that are I really enjoy and come back to. So maybe Remain in Light would bump above it, but. Um, uh, I, there's a couple songs I really enjoy on that, um, but I want to hear what you have to say about your number eight because this <laughs> is uh, a, an album I've heard for a long time, but I know it's a little out of your wheelhouse. So what do you have here? 
Yeah, here's where I stuck kind of blue. I would put this one on again just to have on, um, but it's not a genre I'm very compelled to go to um, most of the time. Uh, and so that's why it, it lands here. Um, the seven albums ahead of it are all ones that I would prefer to listen to that's rather fair. than listening to a jazz album. It's uh, not... It's not because I don't like it. I don't find it offensive. I I actually enjoy it. It's just not something that I feel drawn to. That's fair. It's um I've been listening well, I'll talk about that one when when yeah. I get to it, but <laughs> I understand some of the conflict and I also I've said this before, I'll say it again. I really appreciate how much you were uh you really attempted to explore and learn about jazz because I'm trying to remember what it's like to not know much about it, have experience with it, come into it. <laughs> sure. Because yeah. I've been listening for to that music and that album in particular for so long that yep. I forgot what it's like because there's so much history. There's so many building blocks. There's uh, it's very technical mu- musically yeah. and can be hard to kind of it. It's like, you know, when we very first talked to Jason Crane about it, it was like, it feels like, you know, you've got to have the password <laughs> to get yeah. in and it's kind of guarded like that like if you don't know everything about jazz and and he he really tried to encourage us like uh that is that is such a horrible way to view jazz to kind of these yeah. people kind of as gatekeepers you know it should be just for everybody and what you get from it is what you get from it. if you want to learn more yeah. go learn more but um i certainly appreciate your willingness to learn more and, and be open to it i think we talked about wine uh, as a parallel yeah. world yes when we talked with jason um and it strikes me as a home brewer I, when I hear someone say, I don't like beer, I often think, oh, you've just never had the right beer. And I think <laughs> I think jazz kind of is that same way. But I, I think the, the longer I am around the beer world, I'm starting to feel more willing to say, okay, you just might not be a beer person. And, right, yes. Um, there are kinds of jazz that I like, but it's not the beverage I'm reaching for uh, <laughs> when I'm going to the, <laughs> the fridge. And so maybe I am one of those people that are frustrating when they say, I just don't like jazz. I mean, there's so much music that is jazz. Oh, my god, There's gosh. jazz that I like. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's enough um, for that album, I guess, for I'll, now. I'll, uh, Until we get I'll, to it on your list. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on it. Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Number uh, 37 uh, is where Rolling Stone has Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't you go first? Uh, what did you have here, Ben? This is where I have Remain in Light. Um, I think I felt similar to you in that I kind of want more time to chew on it yeah. to really decide how I feel about it. It is weird. It also makes me realize I'm not as much of a child of the 80s as I think. Like that album just feels so 80s. And when I listen to it, I think, Hmm. man, I I don't know a whole lot about the decade that I was born in. (laughs) Um, It is is interesting. I think one of the surprises I had uh, 
that I think I talked about when, when we reviewed it was how it draws in uh, on a, from a number of different genres. It makes yeah. this oh, sort geez, of very yeah. 80s sounding music, but by pulling on all kinds of different uh, sounds. Um, and so I'll savor that knowledge and that awareness that I now have, but it's, it, for me too, it is still a little bit odd and I don't quite know what to do with that, uh, that sense of weirdness when I listen to it. Uh, I could imagine if I had grown up with it, that there'd probably be something compelling and, and familiar and homey about it. I can right. hear glimmers of other music that I really do like that sounds mm-hmm. somewhat like the talking heads. Um, architecture and Helsinki is one band that I was really into for a while. And I think they really borrow on a lot of the talking heads. Uh, okay. Uh, orchestration quality. And so, yeah, this is a funny one to say it's bumped down my list because I should like it. I think it, it it makes sense as something that someone who likes weird rock sounds, I should like this, but it's just not something I'm terribly familiar with. So (laughs) that's maybe why it's here. No. Yeah. I, I think some, unfortunately some of the albums that end up lower on my list are because of that alone just, just didn't have uh, enough time yeah not not familiar and yeah. the ones that i've been listening to for years yeah uh, so that might not necessarily have to do with how good they are or maybe yeah. that's why yeah. we've been listening to them I, well yeah. we'll save that debate for right. another time yeah. um so this is the part of the list for me where i really get conflicted because oh, okay <laughs> there's like i think the next five albums i could shuffle around in a lot of different ways uh and I'm looking at where I put this album, where you put this album. <laughs> There's a big gap. But this is where I put Beyonce's Lemonade. And I really struggled because some of these albums that we're talking about here, they're so different. Some are familiar to me. Some of them like Lemonade or not. Lemonade, um, man, what a spectacular album. Yeah. What an incredible production. Like, it's just so grandiose in so many ways. Amazing songs. Um, and I and I love listening to it. I again, it's just like I'm going through this list thinking, how do I rank these? Well, do I rank them? Which one I want to listen to? And it's like, well, I I don't know how much I want to. There were certain songs on Lemonade I really liked, and again, yep. maybe I come yep. back to it, I'd bump it up a little higher. Um, I don't know. I f- I found it. Um, I guess the other thing too, when I think about it, a bit of a knee jerk reaction is just it's emotionally draining. It's an yeah. extremely emotional album, so it's like number one, I can't really relate to most of the of the narrative that's happening on that album, right? Uh, and I don't think you have to for it to be powerful, but I think it's more powerful if you can, in some aspect. Number two, again, it's just not it's just not the style of music that I reach for, so I put it lower. Yet, if this was ranking this list just on merit or how good I think it is or all things considered, I think I'd put it a lot higher, but just on how much I want to listen to it again, I put it lower, but I, I still don't, I feel conflicted about it. I feel like it's too low on the list, but okay, we could do, I could flip it around a hundred times. And so I'm just going to leave it here, but, um, it doesn't, yep. But I, I look at the other albums that are ahead of it, and I love them all too. So I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know what to do. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I empathize with that too. I, I think, boy, aside from maybe my number one pick, I think I could be fairly content shuffling these all around yeah. as well. So, yeah. 
Well, let's move along. So number uh, the halfway point, number 36, um, Michael Jackson's off the wall. Uh, let's go. Let's do you first. Um, what do you have here? The sixth spot. This is where I have Back to Black. Um, Amy Winehouse. This is probably another one that I could use a bit more time with. It's not familiar enough for me to really feel drawn back. I don't have any negative thoughts when I think about our conversation around this Mm -hmm. album, aside from maybe the sort of sadness, tragic figure that she was. Um, Right. It's a really amazing album and a really unique kind of classic sound too uh so yeah there's not a great reason for putting it here other than it feels like a middle album of of this set of 10 (laughs) sure how about you for this slot yeah um well i uh this is i think the the second or third time i've agreed with rolling stone on this group of 10 that's where i put (laughs) michael jackson's off the wall yeah um Again, like parts of this, you know, don't, uh, opening track, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I mean, one of the best pop songs ever, arguably. Uh, one of his biggest hits ever. Uh, Rock With You, great tune. After that, eh. So it's easy to listen to. Very catchy. Yeah. Great beat. Man, you put that whole, with the exception of the the, the ballad that makes me want to have a nap, uh, you could put that whole album on uh, when you're having a party. Um, uh-huh. And it's great. It's fantastic. So, but yeah, just uh, like, okay, here's, and here's some of the conflicts. So that versus Lemonade. Lemonade, way more compelling. Like, yeah. Yeah. super interesting. Like, if this is like, what's the most compelling album on this 10? That might be number one, um, or very close to it for me. Listenability, then off the wall for me, edges it out a bit. I, that's it's like which criteria to use to to make this list, right? That's I guess part of my struggle. But anyways, I, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. That's where I've got off the wall. Um, but let's we're gonna we'll move up to number 35. Uh, Rolling Stones got uh, the Beatles' Rubber Soul here. Uh, and this is where you put Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Why don't you talk yeah. to us about that? Yeah, I, I resonate with uh, pretty much everything you said. I don't know that okay. I need to say, for, uh, to say too much more here. Um, I want to put it on slightly more than Back to Black, uh, but it's not as great as Thriller and why it's not higher on this list of 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where I put... Uh, Bowie's Ziggy Stardust album um, again when I first thought about this album it was kind of like my knee jerk was uh, oh yeah it's ho-hum but then I went through it and listened to some of it and I was like man there's so many good songs on this like, and it's so uh, groundbreaking and uh, yeah. uh, just breaks the mold and, and one of the things that really surprised me when I first listened, when we talked about it, just uh, the issues around gender identity and sexuality, I had no idea. I mean, I knew, you know, you, you, all you have to do is look at some photos of David Bowie over the years and see that there's some, yeah, you, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of different things happening in terms of how he relates to the world and himself. And, uh, 
but I, you know, back in the early, this was what, 71 or 73, somewhere around there, like to be talking about that and have that in there just throughout the tracks, just kind of, I guess, surprised me. I just wasn't aware and I found that very interesting. So yeah, that's where I've got Ziggy and, and some of those songs to me, like, like I talked about, you know, we grew up with one of the first CDs I remember dad getting was a Bowie compilation. So I grew up with a lot of those tracks. So yeah, special to me. Um, 34 Rolling Stone had uh, Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. Uh, what have you got here, Ben? Uh, I'll follow up. And just like with Off the Wall, this is where I put Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I. I think the other piece for me was uh, in revisiting this review, review that we'd already done, um, I was reminded of how much there still is for me to unpack with that album, not just the music, but who he is, like you mentioned. Um, the songs seem to have a depth and an orchestration that feels uh, far more intentional and far deeper than a lot of the music on this list. And so... Mm. Hmm. I think I put it here in this fourth spot as a reminder, like go back and give that more time. Like, yeah, yeah, this is, I, this no, is I agree with better, that. This is better than you think it is. And, uh, yep. Yes, and, uh, I agree. I agree. Go, go spend a bit more time with it. So that's, that's why I have it here. And it's funny you say that, but I think when I was first typing this out, I think I had it like two slots lower. And the more okay. I thought about it, I was like, yeah, no, th- that was a good one. And I was like, I pulled up the track list again. I was like, no, it, it's better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, this is where I put uh, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Um, I was really, uh, the word I'm thinking, I was really charmed by this album. Uh, I thought okay. it would be fairly uh, generic and just kind of kind of one dimensional. Um, it was yep. not. Uh it was uh, a lot heavier <laughs> than I expected. Yep. Uh, a lot, a lot more down with with. Uh, we talked about that. The a lot of the happy, you know, musical themes. Uh, a lot of very uh, kind of negative uh, lyrics and and uh, yeah. troubling. You know, about about being troubled and and just difficulties. Right. So, um, I think it's uh, sometimes I put albums up a little higher because they surprise me. And this one definitely yep. surprised me. And and I again, I find it very easy to listen to, very listenable. Uh, definitely one I want to come back to. Definitely one if we can have people to our homes again <laughs> in person and share music in the same room with people. Uh, this is one I'd want to put on for people because uh, it was a lot of fun. Well said. Uh, good, good segue to uh, Rolling Stones. Number 33 was Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Uh, this is where I put. I'll, I'll go next because we've talked about this one already. This is where I put Miles Davis, "Kind of Blue." Uh-huh. It was tough. I actually wanted to put this lower, and again, if another week, I might. Uh, <laughs> there, well, there's only five tracks, okay, but for me, "So What" and "All Blues" are just in terms of my listening journey for jazz and music in general in my life this is just such a huge foundation of of how i've learned about jazz and miles davis and other and and kind of a 
a jumping point for me. And this is one of the absolute um, pillars Bedrock. in terms of tunes. Yeah. Like yeah. if you, you know, if you're in a jazz group, like there's probably 50 songs that like you would have to know because you're going to get a request every night for a, a handful of them and everybody needs to know to play. This is going to be like one of the first ones on the list. Like, uh, so what, uh, first track on the album. There are some of the other ones on the album that are a little more like just very, very chill and relaxed and a little more free form, like, um, uh, flamenco sketches and, uh, blue and green are a little more laid back, but, um, just because of how iconic it is for me and how iconic I know it is uh, in the world of music and jazz, I, I just, I, I really wrestled with the movie at lower, even though I might want to listen to back to black or Ziggy Stardust or off the wall, or maybe even lemonade before this. I just, this is again, I was really conflicted, yeah. but it's such a monumental album that was influencing me too. Uh, like, Oh, I almost feel a little guilty if I put it lower. <laughs> like yeah. anybody yeah. else who, if I tell a jazz fan that I'm a jazz fan, they're going to be upset if I put it lower. So, <laughs> which is right. which is ridiculous. But my brain was going there. Um, what do you have here at the three spot? This is where I put the Beatles' Rubber Soul album. Um, this is a very very good album. I'm in the midst still uh, of reading their. A very lengthy biography that came out uh, about 15 years ago. Um, I, I'm, I'm learning how complicated they were and how uh, much more respect I should have for them, despite how uh, uh, confused, I guess, their early years were. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, but this is... This feels appropriate. I think the two albums I have left on my list, um, I want to pick up more than I want to pick up Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul, I can always put on and enjoy, aside from its final track. Um, but I think the other two are going to have a, a longevity with me hmm. in the coming years that, that are slightly ahead of Rubber Soul. Well said. Um, Rolling Stone has Beyonce's Lemonade at the 32 yeah. spot. Um, and I'd like you to, to go because that's where I, I put mine much lower, Yeah, but this is where you've got lemonade. So I want to hear, you know, obviously your thoughts on it, but, uh, your thoughts on how spread out our ranking of this album is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, this is one that I probably spent the most time trying to figure out where exactly to okay. put it, but similar to Ziggy Stardust, I felt like. You enjoyed this, and there's more there that you still need to chew on. Um, yeah. Compiled with its cultural relevancy right now, the fact that it's by a black woman, the fact that it's a storytelling initiative, the fact that it's so deeply personal, just all that combined yeah. into um, a sense that I need to, again, I need to give this one more time because I can tell how great it is. Um and so it, it comes in here just slightly behind uh, my number one pick <laughs> that has been an album that I've been enjoying as long as we've been listening to it here on the SoundLogic podcast. Um, but I'll get to that uh, when you get to your next pick because they are the same album. 
Uh, <laughs> so what did you have here at the second spot? Well, this is where I put Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions, uh, and I struggle with this one as well for a couple of reasons. I'll, I'll say that I don't think I've come back to, for as good as this album is, I don't think I've re-listened to it more than once since we okay. did it. And I'm not really sure why, because it's amazing. Uh, at Sometimes it's overwhelming, because uh-huh. there is so much happening, not just musically, uh, lyrically and thematically. There's so much going on. There's a lot of it that I have a hard time relating to, um, yet it's ex- I feel it's accessible yep. Uh, yep. and understandable. Um, it's one, actually, just talking about it now, I, I really think I, it's time for me to to go back and give it another listen because it's very good it's iconic i find it slightly more accessible than songs in the key of life maybe because of the length Uh like songs in the key of life is just so big it's it's a double album plus (laughs) um and there's it's just a ton of music um if you're gonna try and do it in one session you really gotta carve out some time and uh-huh. put a pad padlock on the on the door um if you've got a young family it's uh it's hard to do in one session um but uh yeah inner visions uh i'll never forget the first time i pushed play on it and the opening track uh yep. too high i was just like i had to pause it i was like what is happening <laughs> this is crazy all this yep. sounds yep. and vocals and scales and modulation and like just i felt like i was you know tripping out although i hadn't taken any any substances so it was just wild so yeah inner visions is um it's a very special album it's a very good album um i feel like there's one for me that edged it out but uh i'll leave that so we'll move (laughs) uh we'll move to to your your pick, which is the same album that I just talked about, but the, the 31 spot is where Rolling Stone had Miles Davis's Kind of Blue. Um, dropped down from number 12 on the previous version. Um, but why don't you talk about your number one pick for this 10? I Yeah, I really love Intervisions for a lot of the same reasons you listened. I, I do listen to this one quite frequently, partially because I went out and got it on vinyl, so it's one of the 30 couple albums that I have and uh, right. gets, gets spun on my turntable fairly frequently. Um, yeah, I will also agree that I don't think I uh, like it as much as Songs in the Key of Life. Um, it is a little bit easier to get through given its shorter length, a <laughs> single mm-hmm. album rather than a two and a half kind of length. Um, and it's really, really good. Uh, written by uh you know a black man who's uh incredibly talented despite his uh his limitation of not being able to see um amazing tells tells a story throughout the album as well it's not it's not necessarily a concept album um in the way that some of the others are but uh the music is still relevant and still speaking um and i think uh, not only is it the one that I want to reach for first of these ten, but probably the the one with the most lasting cultural impact here of the of any of these ten albums. Right. Well, I can't uh, I can't argue with that reasoning, and uh, <laughs> I agree with you. It's incredible. Um, 
I guess that just leaves my number one pick. Uh, I found it really hard to deviate from the the masterpiece that is the Beatles' Rubble, Rubber Soul. It's so good. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Um, yep. So many catchy songs, and again, it's that familiarity. I, I don't. I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't. I wasn't aware of at least one or two Beatles songs. You know, even at a right. young age, they're there. And some of these, you know, drive my car, uh, Norwegian wood, and it, uh, in my life, like it just goes on and on and on. It's yep. just, it's one of those Beatles albums for me that's just, just, it's a greatest hits album, even though it was uh, a studio album and not a yep. compilation. Just, yep. uh, just tremendous. So I think of these ten, that's probably the easiest for me to put on. So familiar, and that's a big part of it. Um, I think there's other albums like we talked about, you know, Ziggy, Lemonade that are more compelling, yep. that are, are deeper. Um, you know, uh, Back to Black, you know, tugs on the heartstrings a bit because of the, the tragedy <laughs> of of Amy Winehouse. Um, kind of Blue has that history for me, but Rubber Soul, I think, is just the easiest to put on. Um, so that's it. We did it. We made it. We made it. Another 10. Now we get to talk about. <laughs> now we get to see if any of these 10 made the list. Oh, we also get to dear. laugh at Mike for forgetting that the second album on this list can go on to this uh, grouping. And uh, well, actually, we don't know if he did that again. But uh, Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've struggled a little bit uh, <laughs> with some of this. Okay. Did, okay, I did it. Um, well, I'm I'm going to go first because okay. I was so drained and troubled by trying to do that that when I <laughs> when I got when I got to this top top ten all time, I didn't touch a thing. I was wow. like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I think having I talked probably, through them now, do you still feel that way? I feel like I need to slot Rubber Soul in somewhere. Uh, but yet I know there's a few more albums coming up in the next <laughs> 20, in the next 20 that, that I know are going to go on this list anyways. Uh, right. I know you've, you've already got three Beatles albums. On yeah. Your list. Are you really going to go to four or five? Like uh, I, the 2012 list. <laughs> yeah. I, I might like Rubber Soul more than Sgt. Pepper's, but I'm not sure. And then I was like, well, <laughs> I'm looking at all these albums, and I know that at least one, probably the one at the number 10 spot right now, has to bump off if I put one on. Well, one has to come off. And is it the number 10 one or another one? Like the number 10 right now for me is Songs in the Key of Life. Well, but that's yeah. a great album. Yep. So I just decided the the cop-out, answer was to just leave it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so i've got um going from 10 to number one i've got songs in the key of life thriller are you experienced sergeant peppers the miseducation of lauren hill uh carol king's tapestry abbey road Fleetwood max rumors Joni mitchell's blue and my number one spot is the beatles revolver so yeah, I 
I think Rubber Soul and Intervisions and maybe kind of Blue could go there somewhere, but I just uh, pass. (laughs) (laughs) Skip this. This could be a pretty boring finish to this episode. Then I only added one. Um, Intervisions has been my one, my number one pick. Yeah. uh, In the past, but I slotted it in my ninth spot, bumping uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill off my list. Right. Everything else stayed exactly the same. So, um, yeah, I. I'm surprised you didn't put it higher because from a good part of our last list, well, especially when we got to the end, it it was one and two, uh, Intervisions and Songs of the Key of Life. So, why why do you feel now that these other you know, six albums, seven albums you'd listened to before that. I think there's something about uh, desiring some variety on okay. this list and not yeah, putting the sure. same artist artist in the top two spots. Um, uh, we'll see if I continue with that uh, ability, that capacity. But um, we've said this a couple of times, the, the top tens that we have at this point are so good that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. pulling one out and putting another one in, uh, <laughs> doesn't really change a whole lot. Uh, and we've, uh, you know, we've looked at with admiration at each other's list and said, you know, the, I totally understand why those 10 albums are there. Right. Yeah, like, so, sure. yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think at this point it feels right to have it at number nine. Okay. Um, I think I will reach for the eight albums ahead of it probably faster than I would okay. Intervisions. And so that's probably my my rationale here. Um, so, yeah, my list from top to bottom goes Songs of the Key of Life, number one. I, I think that's just I, – I almost laughed out loud when you were saying – there's just so much more of songs of the key of life. And I think there is, it's, it's good. It's good bonus stuff too. So yeah. Oh, for sure. That's why I have it at the number one spot in the divisions is nine. Yeah. Content. Content. What's going on? Marvin Gaye, uh, Joni Mitchell's blue is number three. Uh, Rumors, Abbey road, pet sounds, born to run tapestry, intervisions. And then the Beatles white album rounds up my list of 10 right now. To be determined yeah, for, next for now. Uh, <laughs> of the next 10, do you think there's any albums that could show up on your all-time top 10? Um, you know, Let It Bleed. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nice. I, don't, I don't think Let It Bleed will make it there. Uh, there are... Uh, I think this is another list where about half of them or maybe even more are going to be brand new to me. Right. Uh, One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. About half are are albums I haven't heard before. So I feel a little bit nervous saying this, but I don't think any will crack the list. I do really have a soft spot for Graceland and, uh, Boy, that one might might come closest if I had to pick yeah. right now, but um, but we'll see. What do You're you think a, as you look at this list? Uh, I don't think so. I think for me, the one that will come closest is uh, Legend, Best of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yep. Um, I know we've, we've uh, we have some mixed feelings about that too. We've talked yeah. we've talked about um, compilation albums, 
and yep. their role. Uh, this is one of the first on this list. Like we had yeah. so many. Yeah. And right. if I'm not mistaken, this is the first compilation album on this list. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. And we don't get another one until number, uh, number 51. Uh, but when we'd got to this point last time and we had already done a, a handful of them, um, we haven't done the sun sessions yet. Have we? No, we haven't cut. The... Have we? I mean, no, 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 no. Oh yeah. It's way down 78. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think Bob Marley, it's like, Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can't feel bad when I listen to that. Um, I've never listened start to finish to OK Computer. I know that's one that you, I think, really enjoy. I do. Um, so I don't know that that will, but I'm and 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 I've heard you and our our guest on uh, Bridge Over Trevor Water, Sarah, said that Graceland was one of her favorites. I've heard a few people say that Graceland is one they really enjoy. So I'm looking forward because I haven't listened to that one. Um, but I don't know that any will. I think if anything, I'll shuffle around and I could see maybe putting on something that I didn't before, like maybe rubber sole would, I would crack and put it on, but uh, yeah, yeah, let it bleed. You know, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we've got yeah, some but, good stuff to look forward to, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I want to mention too, uh, four more hip hop albums. So again, yeah. we're seeing this trend yeah. where there's way more hip hop than before. Um, I I accept the challenge uh, because again, I, it's, it, I'm not here sitting. You know, I'm I, I hate hip hop, and I'm always going to hate it. Absolutely, it's the opposite. I'm 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 looking for ways to enjoy it, to to appreciate it. Um, there are aspects of it that I love, and I get four more opportunities here to to do that. Um, and uh, an early hip hop group, uh, Tribe Called Quest, um, one that I'm only slightly familiar with, but I think there's a sound there that that I really enjoy, like that early sampling and a little bit more acoustic. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, I don't know why this list of hip hop albums feels more in my in my our wheelhouse i don't know if it's because they're a bit more recent outcast jay-z um you know i it'll be interesting to see if that's how it comes out there are albums i haven't listened to but uh but even nas I, mean, I owned i owned an outcast album i owned a nas album at some point in my life so yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean but even illmatic was from what 90 93 Something like that. Didn't yeah. We say it came out just before Ready to Die, and they even criticized the the covers there. But um, uh, I, I have a coworker who's interested in joining us for that. Who's uh, he's about fourteen years younger than we are. Okay. <laughs> and Illmatic is one of his favorite albums. So awesome! <laughs> I'm really curious about that. He was uh, it. it the album came out three years before he was born. So, uh, which, I mean, we're talking about the Beatles and stuff that came out way before right, we were born. Right, right, right. But, uh, but interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, great albums coming up. Um, and we're ready to, we're ready to do it again. We should also point out, um, 
the pace that we are going at uh, is going to be changing. Um, oh, right. Been, yeah. We've been <laughs> pushing things a little hard here uh, because so many of the albums that we've tackled are ones that we had done before. But suddenly we are coming up to a stretch here um, where that's not the case. And so uh, we're still working through exactly when this next clump of 10 will come out. But there's a very good chance that we'll be reverting to our old um, system of putting out one episode a week rather than yeah. two. Yeah. And and the further we get in the list, the less uh, albums we've reviewed previously. And right. that was one of the big reasons that we were able to do two week because a lot of them were just uh, really just a re-release of our previous review. So yeah, we're going to slow it back down to once a week um, for our diehard fans. Uh, all three of you, we apologize uh, <laughs> if you were listening, but um, but yeah, we want to we want to just do really well on these reviews. We want to get as many guests as we can um, on these new reviews and. Uh, uh, so yeah, it'll be once a week, but hopefully that means it'll be really, really good. We'll also have uh, more new content for you. I think um, only three of these 10 are albums that we've reviewed before. So there'll be seven new episodes uh, coming in. Yeah, in that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's another uh, another advantage. So yeah, some a lot of new reviews. And those are, those are lots of fun. Those are lots of fun. Yep. And uh, that's been one of my favorite things about this uh, podcast second to spending as much time with you really uh, is, is getting li to listen to all sorts of new music. You, there is so much music out there. Really the lesson here is that um, you do have to make time yep. for it. If you want, if you want to experience more of it, but we've kind of made it part of our schedule and it sure has been fun to listen to all this new music and no exception on these next 10. So absolutely. Uh, anything, anything else to add there? My friend, I think that I think that feels like a wrap. That wraps it up. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this re-rank. We hope you'll join us next time when we discuss the Rolling Stones album "Let It Bleed" at number forty-one. Until that time, we hope you continue to be well. We hope you take care of yourself and those around you, and we hope you join us next time right here on the Sound Logic Podcast. <laughs>